Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak to do his famous Kayach from the Moyach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhak's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhak's books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite all right. So I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okay, so now that we got our introduction out of the way, I am fully ready to start our story. Okay, so now that we got that ready, uh, first I want to remind you that this week is sponsored as a Rufua Shalema for Rafael Avram Yitzchak Ben Gittel and also for, and also for Chaim Yosef Tzvi Ben Sara Miriam. Okay, I am going to tell this story here. That's a strange thing. I don't see Yossi around. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, but all right, that gives me a chance. Now, this story that I have that I want to tell, I never, ever, ever, ever told this story before. That is for sure. I know that. I never told this story, and so, therefore, um, I'm calling this story Worth Its Weight, in gold. Okay, I don't think I ever told this story before. Matter of fact, I just came across it today. 
All right, and uh, I know some people out there are always going to ask, uh, is the story true? Uh, is it a true story? Yeah, is it a true story? I mean, where's the story written from? Is actually, I have no idea if it's a true story. I can vouch for it. All I can tell you is that the story has such a great lesson it's worth telling. Whether it's true or not, if it's true, then it's a story that we can learn something from. If it's not a true story, it's a marshal that we can learn something from. Whatever it is, it is great. That's for sure. Okay, so now um, I just want to tell you something that's very, very interesting. Okay, and it's uh, when I say interesting, I mean, you know, like uh, the Gemara tells us that, uh, you know, the Gemara tells us that. Whoa, 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 what was that? What was that? <laughs> Am I late? Am I late? Am I late? Uh-oh. Uh, uh, uh Why are you looking at me? Yossi, Yossi, I started the show. Uh, oh, <laughs> hi everybody, it's me, Yossi. Uh, did we do the introduction already? Uh, yes, we played the introduction. Can I continue? You, you started the story? I was about to. I was giving some background and then... Uh, and suddenly, uh, some guy ran up the steps, you know, somebody looked like me and everything. I, I should talk to him, it's not nice. <laughs> you got that right. Uh, okay, uh, I'll just sit over here very quietly. Go ahead, go ahead, continue talking. Okay, so as I was saying, uh, you know, the Gemara is a very interesting thing. You know, uh, uh, first of all, the Gemara, it, it doesn't work like a regular book, you know, like a regular book, you can have a question and answer book, you know, I can ask a question. And it says, like, uh, how many peaches to a bushel or whatever, and it'll give you a straight answer. The Gemara has a habit of, like, saying a statement, asking a question on the statement, but then asking a question on the question, giving an answer, still having a question on the answer to the question that was asked, and it can go back and forth sometimes for a few uh, blood Gemara, you know, a few pages and everything, a few folios and everything. And then eventually it comes to the answer. And one of the things about the Gemara is just not just, to, it's not just there to give us our luck, right? It's there to help our minds learn how to think, right? That's right. That's correct. We learn how to think carefully. We learn how to use the mind. And this is a story that shows that, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to give away everything, but how the mind was used in a Yiddish vague. You know what I mean? In a Yiddish way. Okay? So now, if you just sit down, catch your breath. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Now, remember, y'all see, I never told this before, so please don't interrupt because I want to be able to try to finish this whole story. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, um, um, you, that means you're going to give a long narration? Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe. Well, why don't you, like, use one of your, uh, cool, uh, narrative voices? Oh, you know something? That's not a bad idea. Okay, now let's try this one. Okay, this story goes back quite a long time ago. Now, I don't know exactly when, and I can't even prove whether the story is true or not, but the lesson in it is fantastic. So, as I said before, if we learn a lesson, it's worth telling. And if it's a true story, then we can always learn true lessons from true stories. And we can also learn true lessons from stories that are like a muscle, like a parable. Okay. And this story, as I was saying, goes back many years ago. It took place in the Black Forest of Germany. Why is it called the Black Forest when the tree's black over there? 
No, 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 no. It's usually called a black forest because it's dark when there are many, many trees. But surely in the midst of this forest, there was a huge, big, mighty castle. And it was run and owned by a prince. Who, of course, in the story doesn't say who he is. But of course... We don't want to go baloney, but baloney, and oh, okay, so you're going to make up a name? What's the name? <laughs> Relax. You're still talking fast like you're out of breath. Sit down. Baruizer. Bar... What? Baruizer. Take a rest. Okay. Anyways, as I was saying, so, we're going to call this prince Prince Reinhardt. Prince Reinhardt was a very wealthy prince. And, of course, uh, he had a chalik in this in this, you know, black forest. And there was a village nearby, which, of course, in that village, there were people that lived there. Obviously. <clears throat> you see? Obviously, I'll be quiet. Very good. Obviously. Okay, anyways, so what happened was is that there were farmers that lived there. They had farms. And there was also uh, merchants that lived there. There were foresters. Foresters? What's a forester? A forester is someone who cuts down trees and sells the lumber. Oh, oh okay, very good. All right, go ahead. Well, anyways, there were merchants and craftsmen who carried on the life and business of the whole territory. And this was known as the Prince's Province. And we're going to call the village Vaxenberg. Uh, the village of Vaxenberg. Oh, Vaxenberg. <laughs> uh, that kind of name grows on you. Uh, yes, quite so. Anyways, so let me tell you what happened here. In this village, there also were some Jewish people in the village. And most of those Jewish villages were merchants who sold things. They bought things from other places and brought it back with them and sold it. Whoever could afford to buy it. They were also craftsmen. Very good artisans, yes, they were. For they were not allowed to own any of their own land. So many of them were not farmers. As a matter of fact, they used to rent. And, of course, some of them were traders. Traders? They traded? They were traded to the country? Oh, boy, that's not very good. No, 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 yussie, yussie, yussie. Not traitors. Traders with a D. Traders? Oh, what do they trade? Well, <clears throat> they used to buy things, and sometimes it would bother and change things. If, let's say, they had a pair of shoes that was extra, but they could use a coat. So somebody who didn't need a coat because they had an extra coat, they would switch and do things like that. And then sometimes they would trade their uh, objects for actually money, you know, and make a bargain, you know. Okay, you understand? Ah, uh, okay, I'm following. Good. All right, so now, anyways, so... Uh, of course, they were buying cloths and silks, and also they used to buy jewels and spices from faraway lands, and then they would bring them back to where they lived here in Vaxenberg, and they would sell these things to anyone in the prince country who could afford to buy them. And quite often, believe it or not, the prince himself would buy these things. And others in the village were craftsmen, there were tailors, there were bakers, there were smiths. And there were Georges, and there were Kleins, and there was Mendelssohn. No, 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 no. When I say smiths, I don't mean the last name Smith. 
I mean, like a blacksmith. You know, a guy who works with iron and metals and things like that. Ow, oh, 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 okay, I follow. Okay, go ahead. All right, anyways, as I was saying, and uh, there were also watchmakers there and so on. And except for once in a while, the Eden that lived there, the Jewish people, lived happily enough in the prince's village. Strange as it may seem, many times in those territories, the princes, the dukes, and everybody like that, they were not very nice to the Jewish people. But here, the prince was a fair man, and he did not especially hate the Jewish people. No, no, no. He was pretty fair. He was a fair person. Now, I also like to tell you, in this village, it was a small village, not a gigantic one. It would qualify to be called a shtetl, by the way. But anyways, they had a rabbi, and his name was Rabbi Shlomo. And Rav Shloima was a very big Talmud Chochem, and he used his head very well. Aha! So... That's why you said it's worth its weight in gold. Because his chachma is worth its weight in gold. Did I figure out the story yet? No, not at all. Okay, can I get back to it? Oh, yeah, yeah, go, just go, do like the narrator. Okay. Anyways, so, there are all kinds of people and living nicely there. And, of course, I said the rabbi over there would teach the people Torah and also teach them the halachas. Because it's not enough just to learn Torah. You have to know your daily halochas, you know. And he would teach this. And, of course, if there was a problem, then, of course, they always went to their Rav, Reb Shleimer. Yes, yes. And, of course, his advice and his decision was always accepted as the final word. Because everyone knew. And he was a very smart man, a big Talmachachem, and Mamesh, a Baldas, and, and everything else, right? That's right. Now, of course, we're leading into the meat and potatoes of the story. There was a Jewish craftsman in the village whose name was David. David! You'll see. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, we just finished Hanukkah, so we're getting close to Purim, you know? <laughs> May I remind you that there are two others this year? Oh, boy! Double the fun! Yes, please. I want to tell the story. I never told the story before. I have no idea if I'm going to have time to finish it. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, um, uh, you're not getting angry, are you? Me getting angry? <laughs> Do I look like I'm getting angry? Uh, by the way, Yossi, um, in case you have to uh, um, uh, let off more steam and, and let out more energy, there's the other side of the door over there, okay? <laughs> okay? <laughs> what do you say? Uh, you're not angry. Oh, nah. Would I be angry at you? How can I be angry at such a wonderful boy like you, who always tries to do the right thing, including being quiet while I tell a story? Oh, yeah, yeah, because I'm doing the right thing right now, right now, right now. Okay, I'm very quiet. Go ahead. You were saying there was a craftsman there by the name of David. Yes, yes. Now, David was a... You did narrate. Okay, all right, okay. So, David was a goldsmith. He was what we would today be called a jeweler, except that he himself did not make things to be sold. Instead, he was a custom jeweler. Yes, yes, yes. If people wanted something in gold or whatever it is, or made with gems and things like that, they would bring it to him. As a matter of fact, let's see what a typical day is. 
the him, you mean Dumedo? Uh, yes, yes. So I made some custom-made jewelry over there. And Mamish, I'm telling you, not only is this price reasonable for taking the materials that I give, but i telling you, I didn't want to embarrass him, but I wanted to be sure by wondering, how does he compress all the gold into this small thing and everything like that? Does he take some gold for himself and then sell it again? But I weighed it, and it weighed the same thing that uh, when I brought it. It's Mamesh Givaldik. He's so honest. I like him. Yeah, yeah, me too. I like it also. As a matter of fact, he would tell me if I didn't have enough gold or silver that I bought him, or whatever it is, you know, and he said uh, he could substitute with this and that. If you have some of this, and I could put like this, but if you want this design, I have to have a little more. If not, I cannot do it. And he, he but the mamish, you know, like he says, if you don't trust me, you could sit here and watch me the whole time and see what I'm doing. <laughs> Such an honest person, Dovidol. Yes, yes, yes. So not only an honest person, his prices are very reasonable, but... Um, I know. And not only his price is very reasonable, but, uh, you know, his workmanship is gewaldic. It's fantastic. He does great, great work. <laughs> yes, I'm sure of that. He does great, great work. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sure enough, what happened was is the prince one time sent... I know. He sent a customer. He sent one of his uh, messages uh, to go and, and make something custom-made by Domino. Well, he did that once in a while. But uh, if you let me finish, I can tell you what he did. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Obviously, I should be quiet. Obviously. Okay. So what happened was is the prince uh, called in his messengers. All right, my dear messengers. <laughs> I'm so happy that you are here. I want to send you off to England. I heard a report that the king over there has some sort of a fancy schmancy royal castle, and he has a very wonderful throne. I want you uh, to go there, visit him, bring him traditional gifts, have a conversation with him, and... Uh, you know, and when you come back here, I want you to report about this throne. Yabur, we will do exactly what you say. And sure enough, they went off to England. And it's very nice. And the king, uh, uh, you know, welcomed them in. And he said, <laughs> very nice. It's so lovely to have somebody here representing the prince. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're here for Prince Reinhard. Very nice, very nice. I heard Prince Reinhard's a very nice person. Oh, you brought me a gift. So nice of you. Let me take a look at it. Oh, it's fantastic. I like it very much. Oh, yes, indeed. Quite so, quite so, quite so. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Oh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> you like my throne. You keep staring at it. Uh, uh, yeah, Yavur. Uh, it is a very amazing throne. What is this made from? Uh, it is made from completely gold. Gold? Wow. This wonderful workmanship. <laughs> it's fantastic. Very nice. It's very attractive. <laughs> well, it's quite so. 
And you know what? I'm not worried that somebody's going to come in here and try to steal it because it take a lot of people to try to pick this up, you know. <laughs> quite so, you know. It's quite heavy, you know. I, I'm sure it is. Yes, 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 yes. Very interesting. I thank you. Um, I, I, I bid you farewell. It is time for us to go. And is there anything, any message you would like to say? Oh, yes, we enjoy the peace between our countries. And let us keep it that way, okay? Uh, Ta-ta, uh, cheerio, and uh, uh, bring my best, you know, send my best regards, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, yes, thank you, thank you. We will do that. Thank you, thank you. And sure enough, what happened was his. They went over, and they returned. And when they came to see the prince, the prince looked at him, and I looked at the delegates, that is, the messengers, and he said, Well... You were there? And what happened? Well, of course, he was very nice to us. And he went over and invited us in. We had a meal with him. And then uh, we saw his royal throne. And is it like they say it is? It is even more. Sir, Your Majesty, let me tell you, my dear uh, Royal Highness, the Prince, uh, Prince Rein uh, Reinhardt, let me tell you, this year throne was magnificent. It had engravings in the back of the chair. It had engravings all along, all kinds of designs, flowers, designs. Uh, I don't know how to tell you, but one thing I can tell you for sure. Uh, this year, er, their, their er, um, um, throne, solid gold had jewels all around it. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> very interesting indeed. So you know what? I want a throne like that. But you know what? I want one even bigger than his. I want it nicer than his. But is there anybody here in my entire town that could make something like that? Do we have anybody so skilled like this? Hmm? Do we? Do we have somebody so skilled? Yes, we do. I've heard that there's a Jew by the name of David. David is a, a, a goldsmith. Very nice. He's really good at what he does. Yeah. All right, then we will send for him. And sure enough, they sent for him. And, of course, he came in, and he walks up to the... Uh, Rabbi Ernst, do that narrator voice. It's so funny. It's so cute. All right, all right. Okay, I'll do it. 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 No, not that one. You know the other one. Okay, of course. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Anyhow, what ended up happening was, uh, the prince uh, called for, Prince Reinhardt, called for David. And David came. And when he was there, he looks at him and he says, Yeah, your majesty, I, David Goldschmidt, am here. I am here from the shtetl uh, Wachsenberg. I am here on the request of his majesty. His majesty wants that I should fix something that broke, one of his pieces of jewelry. Does his majesty want I should cost to make a piece of jewelry? <laughs> Very interesting. You are, as they say you are, a simple, a uh, simple Jew. Ha, ha, ha. 
Ah, but yet you're very skilled. At least that's what they tell me. So, let me ask you something. Are you able to build something that's about, I would say, ten feet high and six feet wide? And all of it should be solid gold? Are you able to do something like this? Eh? Uh, it is very interesting. You're gonna wear a piece of jewelry around your neck that is uh, ten feet high and six feet wide and made of solid gold. You know how much that's going to weigh? <laughs> Not a piece of jewelry. Let me be more precise. You know, I want a throne. You know, the King of England, he has a very beautiful throne. A throne? A throne, a throne, yeah, okay, yes, what about it? Well, you see, I want a beautiful throne also. As the prince of this whole province, I want a beautiful throne. A throne, a throne, okay, throne, I say it right. And now you did. Okay, and? And his stands about ten feet high and six feet wide, and it's of solid gold. On it is designs of little figures of people, flowers, and animals are carved all over the throne. It's a very complicated design, and worked into the back of the seat of the throne as well. And it must have been at least five hundred precious stones Diamonds, rubies, emeralds, topazes, and turquoise, and uh, opals. They were all set into the throne. So, what do you think, Dovido? Are you able to make something like that? Uh, one minute. Are you trying to tell me that the King of England has such a beautiful throne like that? I guess he's not worried that someone's going to steal it. Because if a throne is made out of solid gold that big, whoo! What weight it has is unbelievable. Take a lot of people to steal that, and by then, of course, so many people coming to try to steal it, and the king's guards would wake up and capture them. I'm sure that he's not worried about that. And I won't be worried either, because you would make one bigger than his. Bigger? Larger? You want a larger throne than that? Yes, I do. I want a very big one. He has it about ten feet high. You'll make mine at least twelve? Yeah. And it's six feet wide? Uh, you want at least eight? Yeah. And it has about, uh, uh, how many, uh, five hundred precious stones? And you want to have more than that? Yes. Maybe, like, uh, seven hundred, maybe. Uh, seven hundred precious stones. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Nishdokan problem. What did you say? Another problem. Okay, but the only problem is, uh, you know that I'm a custom-made jeweler. And uh, everybody brings me the material and I work with it. You understanding? Yeah, I understand that. I'll give you whatever you need. You know that? Whatever you need. You understand? Uh, yeah, I understand. I understand exactly what you are saying. Good. Excellent. Now, listen to me. You must 
be able to do this. Do you understand? Because if you don't make me a bigger throne, it might not go well for you. And I'll let you take whatever you need from my treasury to build this. Yes, you understand? And make sure you don't say no to my command what I want. Yeah, yeah. And David started to think to himself, I raise me. I mean, what happens if I can't do it? I mean, I make all kinds of things out of gold and silver and I think like this, but I don't remember ever, ever making something this big before. Oi, oi, oi. Can I make something like this? But you know, even though he's a benevolent prince, he's very nice, Prince Reinhardt. But what happens if I don't do what he says and get very angry? And what happens if he's not satisfied with the throne? Ay, 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 ay. I have to try my best, because if he gets angry, he's going to kick me out of the country. Who knows? Maybe he's going to put me into prison. And maybe, just maybe, he might, and has for sure them have me killed. This is not very good. I don't like this. But I have no choice, so I'll tell him, uh, 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 Your Highness, uh, Your Highness, uh, <coughs> um, I am greatly honored and I'm very flattered by your request that you pick me out of all of the all of the goldsmiths around that I should do it. You know, I must remind you that this is a very big project and I, 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 I would like to know why you chose me. Ha! Why I chose you? Because you have a reputation of being honest, you understand? And you have a reputation are not only being honest, but you're also very good at what you do. And I believe you're up to this challenge, even though it's bigger than any project that you have done so far. I think, for sure, for sure, that you are fully capable of carrying out this project. I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. All right, um, um, but... You understand, your, your Majesty, I'll have to hire some extra workmen to help me in such a great, great task, you know that? I, 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 I need to hire. Fine, you shall have the workmen, whatever you need. Uh, um, okay, uh, now there's another thing. You know, you're letting me take what I need from the treasury, what I need to make this, but, um, Your Majesty, uh, Your Highness, uh, uh, but when I, I, I work by myself, I'm responsible for all the gold and all the gems that are given to me. You understand? Uh, uh, and so, you know, if I give a person my word, I do whatever it is, you know, you, you, you can trust my word. I mean, I have a reputation to keep, and besides, I follow the Torah, and without a lot to steal, so I would never do that. But I just want you to know, I'm not sure who the workmen will turn out to be, so, I mean, I'll try to watch them as best as possible, but I cannot be held responsible for any of the workmen that I have to hire. I, I, I mean, I do my best to make sure they're not stealing anything, has to show them, but I, I, I cannot guarantee anything. <laughs> That's fine. Don't worry about a thing, David. Ah, you just do what I ask you. Make me this wonderful, wonderful throne. I must have this throne. Hire what you need. Uh, okay. I uh, guess I have no choice, but I have to do what he says. Uh, I raise me. 
Okay, I'm gonna have to go to the prince's treasury. Let's see if I want to describe. I probably need around 400 bars of solid gold. And maybe for a little trimmings here and there to be able to hold in uh, the jewelry, the, the gems, I probably need about uh, 50 bars of silver. Yeah, 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 okay. And the gems, the other one had about 500 gems. Uh-huh, so this one, I'll take 700 precious gems. Ah, a couple of these over here. A couple of these. All right, and wow, it's a lot of weight over here. Uh, um, excuse me, uh, Your Majesty the Prince, are you able to uh, have wagons bring this stuff to me? <laughs> can I? Of course I can. Not a problem. Whatever you need, I told you, you tell me, and I will make sure you have it. Uh, okay. And so, sure enough, what he did was, he went over and made sure that there were these wagon loads carrying this heavy, heavy gold. Yes, there were 400 bars of solid gold. And, of course, 50 bars of silver and 700 precious stones. And he hired five young men from the village, of course, and they followed his every instructions. They brought the gold here. They melted here. They banged here. Boom, boom. They held things in place. And David was engraving and carving, engraving and carving, and remelting and reshaping and remelting and reshaping. And he was doing this. And he was carving the most beautiful designs possible and doing everything that was requested from this prince. It was an amazing, amazing piece of work. Three months would go by, and finally, Dubbin, who was working on nothing else, he was working from morning till night. Of course, he went to Dubbin. Of course, he went to eat meals. And of course, he was living off of money that he made from previous jobs. But during these three months, he did no other project here. People came. Excuse me, pay me, but yeah, I was just wondering, you know, is it possible for you to do this for me? I really will pay you a lot of money. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I understand you ill, but you'll have to see me after I finish this project because I have to finish this. The prince wants this. Yeah, the prince wants you to pay me. Okay, okay, I'll see you in how long? I don't know, I estimate about three months. Okay, I'll see you then, I'll see you then. And sure enough, what happened was is, uh, he worked so hard and finally the three months were up. And this here throne was finished. It was an amazing throne. And he asked for oxen, a big, heavy, special, custom-made wagon that can hold this. And 20 men had to push and pull and lift. Hey, more this way. Go more that way. Watch it. Don't let it fall on my toes, whatever you do. Don't let it fall on my toes. Uh, okay, uh, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. I, I, I'm a sender. Uh, that's it. Easy does it. Push it on. Push it along the ramp. Onto the wagon. Come on. Come on. Push me, push me, push me. Oh, look, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. I'm pushing. Could you get your elbow out of my nose? Sorry about that, sir. Okay, let's go. Push me. And finally, finally, this throne was on the wagon. And, of course, they had about um, 
you know, it took about 20 men, you know, to put this on, right? Which we told you. But four oxen, big, big oxen, powerful, strong oxen. They went over and they were tugging and pulling the wagon through the streets of the village and going all the way to the forest, into the woods, where princes, uh, ah, Prince Reinhardt, right, where Prince Reinhardt's castle was. And people came from miles around to see the new throne. When they heard it was going to be ready, and they were looking at it. And people go, whoa, 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 that is some throne. Yeah, that's something. Oh, my goodness, I never saw anything like that. Look at those engravings. Yeah, look at those engravings. Wow, unbelievable. Never in my life did I ever see something like that. That's a fantastic piece of work. Wow, no wonder why it took him three months. Woo! Imagine how much gold there is. Whoa, look at those gems, how he placed them up. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And sure enough, they brought this here throne to the prince's palace. They opened the big gates. And of course, they brought it in. And of course, they brought this throne in. And of course, uh, of course, you gotta use the narrator. Okay, okay, I'll use the narrator if that's what you want. Okay, uh, if that keeps you quiet. I guess it will if you do it. Okay. <clears throat> and so, of course, they brought it in. And they had a great banquet set up for it in its honor. And of course, you know that uh, he had special uh, section, uh, kosher food for the Jewish people that attended, you know. A separate section completely. And of course, you know, what happened was is... At the banquet, there was this duke, one of his dukes over there. They were going to call him Duke Axler. Duke Axler was a very interesting duke. He was one of the prince's close friends. And he asked to speak to the prince privately. But before we get to that, let's figure out why he wanted to speak to the prince privately. He was looking at the throne. He was there by the banquet. So, very interesting I see here. What is last going on here? It's a beautiful throne. His Majesty the Prince Reinhardt. He made a very beautiful throne. Yeah, I like it. Solid gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the way he put in those gems. Look at his engravings. It's really fantastic. Yeah. You know, I was wondering. Must have had one of our best uh, <laughs> goldsmiths working on this there. Uh, uh, um, um, Charlie, let me ask you a question. Is the one who made this throne here at the banquet? Yes, sir. The man who made the throne is right over there in the kosher section over there. He's sitting over there where the kosher stuff is. Whoa. Really? Let me take a look at what's last year. Yeah. So, sure, uh, to, uh, uh I think you're trying to say Shurim Aleichem to greet me like Jewish people, but it's all right, you can say hello. Well, good. Hello. Hello. He, he, he. Uh, 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 you're German, not Russian. Oh, sorry. Hello. How are you? You're the boss that made that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Baruch Hashem, I made it. Yes, yes, yes. Very interesting. I like this. Very nice work. And of course, after the banquet was over and everybody was going away, and all of a sudden the prince said, 
One second over there. David, come over here. Uh, yeah, yeah, what is it, what is it? <laughs> so, tell me, you know, that uh, you never told me how much you're going to charge. It must be a lot of money. <laughs> but I'm prepared to pay it because your work was magnificent. Yeah. And you know what? You had five workers. You know, you worked for three months. So how much do you want? Well, to tell you the truth, uh, this is what I would like. Um, for the five men that work, um, you should pay them. Uh, they worked approximately, was it a little more than three months, almost a hundred days. If you give them a hundred golden each, that would be nice. And for myself, I don't want any money. <laughs> what is this? You're trying to make me into a fool? Why don't you want money? You worked for three months, you took no other project except for this one. What do you mean you don't want any money? Uh, um, because um, I, I did this for you, but I'm only going to ask uh, a favor for you. A favor? What kind of favor? You don't want money? You don't want gold? You don't want anything like that? No, no, no. I would like to make a request. My payment should be that uh, um, instead of paying me money, I want you to grant my request. I want you, uh, the, the Great Highness Prince Reinhardt, that as long as you live, you should be kind and fair to all of the Eden, to all the Jewish people that live in your country. Can you do that? That will be my pay. <laughs> Very interesting. No money, but this, well, you know something? It's a very nice wish. I like what you ask for. You are a person that thinks about others besides yourself. I grant you your wish. I promise to be kind and fair to the Jewish people. And of course, when this banquet was over, let me tell you what happened. Very interesting. Duke Archer who was not exactly uh, a friend of Jewish people. He was kind of a... An anti-Semite! Uh, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. He was an anti-Semite without a question. So, ah, let me continue now, the rubber oops. Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, narrator. I'm getting mixed up myself. Uh, 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 am, I, am I doing the narrator? Uh, it's okay, just let the narrator talk. Uh, okay. It's true that my characters come to life. Uh, uh, of course I do. I come to life. If you create it, I come in you know, figment of imagination. Uh, right, right. Let's not confuse me. But all right, let, let's continue. Go ahead. Uh, 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 yeah. So, uh, anyways, the narrator, you're, you're going to say something. Oh, yes, of course. So Duke Arzur could not believe that this fantastic work was done by a Jew. And he wanted to make sure that nothing else is done by this Jew that would be so well-liked by the prince. And he didn't want to... Jew to have such honor, so he wanted to do something that would perhaps take away his honor. Very interesting thought. Ah, he wanted to make him in trouble. Perhaps he should be locked up in jail. <laughs> so one day, Duke Arso comes. It must have been about three days after the party was over, the banquet celebrating the throne. Er, 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 Prince Reinhardt, if you don't mind, I am coming here to speak for you. You know, I looked at your throne 
But you know, I think that you were fooled and you were robbed. What do you think, this goldsmith, this dovidel, you don't think he took any money for his work? Why? Is it logical just to say you should be nice to the people? <laughs> it must be, because he stole some of the gold. And he doesn't need to get paid because he took what he wants. You really think he used all those 400 bars of gold? Do you really think so? Uh, that's a very interesting question. Um, but, uh, but look, you can count. Uh, you can count the gems. I didn't say that he stole the gems. That he would never be able to get away with. Because if you gave him 700 gems, then of course he could not do that. Because the gems have to be there. You understanding what I'm saying? So, but the gold. Can you see the gold bars? Can you see and tell me that there is 400 gold bars there? No, huh? <laughs> I tell you, this Jew is very smart. I think that he stole from you. Yes, I really do. Yeah. You should question him on this. Uh, yes, uh, uh, oh, the Duke wants to see me? Not a problem. Okay, messenger, relax. I'm coming, I'm coming. Uh, Shalom Aleichem. How are you, Duke? Uh, I mean, not the Duke. Uh, I mean, I mean, am I seeing the Duke over here? Uh, where, where's, where's the Prince? Who wanted to see me? The Prince or the Duke? I wanted to see you. But I said that when you come here, the Duke, Achzo, will be here also. Ah, Achzo, the anti-Semit. What did you say? Uh, nothing, I didn't say nothing. Uh, Shalom Aleichem, the great anti-Semit was the best. What, 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 what did you tell him? I said, hello, Shalom Aleichem. I said, how do you do? How are you? That's what I asked him. Ah, uh, I guess so. Are you sure this is what you ask me? I don't like you. And I don't like you. So we're fair up front. Okay, what can I do for the prince? I, Prince Reinhardt, commissioned you to build me this throne. Yeah? Yeah. And I want to know... If everything that you took, all 400 gold bars, were used, then you made this throne. Yeah or the no? Yeah or the nine? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if something is missing, I can't be 100% sure. I can only vouch for myself. Remember, I told you clearly, I cannot say that the five people that I hired, they're most honest, but I tried watching them. I made sure to keep an eye on them. I did not let them steal anything while I was watching them. I'm telling you. All right. So, then tell me, how can I make Arthur satisfied that you actually did not steal anything? See, he's very bad about the fact that you did not ask for three months of work so professional that you did such a beautiful craftsmanship, and you didn't ask for money. You only asked that I should be kind to your people. So he feels that maybe you swindled me and you stole gold. Now how can we prove that, that you didn't? Uh, it's a very interesting thing. I mean, there's one way we could take this thing and put it on a scale. And then we will take the weight and see if it has the proper weight. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> 
Do you know of a scale that big? And um, actually, no. That is right. And because you know that there is no such thing as this to be, so therefore I am saying that you probably stole gold. <laughs> so, what do you say? Uh, 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 very interesting. <laughs> I, I hear what you say. Um, but, 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 but uh, um, I'm not sure what I can do. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm telling you the the truth. I, I didn't steal nothing. Really, I didn't. Ay, 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 ay. Well, listen here. Uh, uh, um, um, Dukasa, what do you say now? Uh, uh, um, She's have a smile on his face. He believes he trapped you. And it is true. He's a very wise man, Dugasa. He figured it out. Is it true? Because you took gold because we can't put this on a scale. No, I didn't take nothing. I'm telling you the truth. But I'll tell you what. You need to prove this. I will give you 48 hours to disprove Dugasar. Now, David... David, get out! Uh, yeah, what are they gonna do? How can I disprove him? This is my figure. What's all the kind thing? Wait, wait, wait. I have an idea. I have an idea. Why did I do what everybody else does? Yeah. Ah, I'm going to go to Rab Schleimer. Yeah, the guys at Sadik do. And of course, he went to Rab Schleimer. And Reb Schleimer asked him the following questions. So tell me, uh, can you tell me for sure what happened? Uh, did you, you know, uh, tell me honestly, did you really take anything of the prince's gold? No, 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 I didn't take nothing, nothing, nothing. But how can I prove it? Ah, not a problem. Come quickly. We must go to the prince. Ah, a Gamora cup helps quite a lot. Hashem, I could disprove the duke. Come, let us go to the castle. Right away. And of course, Rab told the prince that he could prove it. I can prove that he is honest. And of course, I know you want to be fair about this also. So, will you let me use 50 of your servants and anything I need from your warehouses and your treasury, so I I could uh, prove everything. And of course, nothing, nothing will leave the grounds over here. You will see. Yes, of course. You have my permission. Yeah, do whatever is needed. And of course, in the prince's garden, there was a very large pool. But around this pool, Reb Schleimer had constructed by the servants a wooden wall four feet high. And, of course, on the top of the wall, they put a spout over there as well. Then he told them to fill the whole thing with water all the way to the top. And at the same time, when it was filled all the way to the top with water, that is, up into the spout, he went over and he had them build a big, big kind of pulley. And then he went over and he brought 400 bars of gold. 50 bars of silver and 700 precious stones, the same 
as was placed in the throne. And of course, at the same time, they brought over 50 empty barrels from the warehouse. And the next day, Rabshleimer ordered the magnificent throne to be brought to the pool, and the prince and all his officers, and of course, Achsa was there too. What is going on here? What is lush? I don't know. What's going on? And my rabbi is going to prove that I'm innocent. All right. How's he going to do that? As you know, your majesty, uh, the, the the throne is made out of solid gold and everything and silver and with those uh, gems and it's waterproof, so don't worry. Uh, rabbi, go ahead. All right. Servants, pull on the rope, schnell. Come on, pull, pull, pull. And of course they pulled. And they picked up this throne. And they lowered the throne right into the water. And of course they lowered it slowly. And as it was lowering in, the water started to overflow. And he ordered the servants, of course, to fill the barrels. And the barrels were being filled with the water. And in the end, they filled up. When the throne was already at the bottom of the pool, they filled up from the overflow 47 barrels. And then he said, uh, Okay, so what does this prove? One second. Now, pull out the throne, refill the water in the, in the pool. And of course, they went over and they refilled the uh, pool. And of course, this time now he took, he took 400 gold bars. 50 bars of silver, 700 gems, exactly the same ones that were given to David. And then the, the workers went over and sunk it down to the bottom of the water. And of course, as it was going down, the water overflowed. And okay, okay, as it was going down, the water overflowed. And, and the water overflowed. And as the water overflowed, they filled up the barrels, and guess what? Exactly 47 barrels. That's right. It was 47 barrels. And then the prince said, You know something, Rabbi? You are a very wise man. Yeah. I should like to get to know you better for all your wisdom. And as for you, David, you are indeed an honest man. Please forgive me for having the slightest doubt of me thinking that you would get greedy and try to steal from me. Now, the promise that I made to you remains the same. Yes, I will be fair and kind to all you Jewish people that are in my land as long as I live. Yeah. And for you, Duke Achse, well, he got away this time, but I'm sure that... Ah! <laughs> you must be very careful with your tongue. You accuse people too easily on just to make sure that you are going to think twice before you do such a thing. That you know what you're going to have to do? I want you from your own money. I want you to give David the goldsmith 400 bars of gold, 50 bars of silver, 700 gems, the same that I have here. I want you to give it. But, but you don't understand. I, 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 quiet. This is my command. And you all may now go. 
you better fulfill it. And sure enough, this here prince was so happy now that he saw that this person of it really was honest. And he did watch over the five workers very carefully. And what he liked also was, indeed, indeed, he loved very much that um, the rabbi was very wise and proved Achsa wrong. And Achsa was very upset that he had to pay this money, but he knew if he doesn't do what the duke says, he would be in big trouble and he wouldn't be a duke anymore. So sure enough, he had to pay that money. And so what happened was is because he made a big Kiddush Hashem, and because he was so honest, what ended up happening was that he went over and uh, he was a very well-to-do man for the rest of his life. Of course, he increased his Torah learning and, of course, he increased his giving tzedakah. That's right. Okay. Now, didn't I say it was a great story with a great lesson? Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, boy, look at the clock. It's time to go. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.